Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Are you up for high comedy and misnomers? Ah, the world's on fire, history boiling over, fashion to sheet belts. I've got to talk about 21st century absurdity, not the scene in Washington, not, not the hearings in Congress regarding Trump and the Ukraine, and the next election, and Biden, so forth and so on. What I want to tell you about uh, is a TV show in the Ukraine. Now, a lot of people uh, have read about this, but I, I'm amazed that we haven't talked about it on, on KPFA regularly because it's got the most wonderful lines. It's titled, Servant of the People. And full of symbolism, symbolism, talking about what the president of a country, a state, should do. Uh, check out Netflix. That's the first thing to check. Netflix has got it. It's Servant of the People. And it starred the current president of the Ukraine. Uh, it's just hard, hard. I was watching it. It's just hard to realize that this crazy high school teacher is now the president of the Ukraine and not a TV actor. Uh, it's Vladimir, Vladimir, that's the right pronunciation, Zelensky with a Z, Zelensky. Now, I'm sure uh, you know that those of you who pay attention know all about this, this hit TV series that uh, <laughs> brought, brought Zelensky to the presidency of uh, now, I think uh, if you look closely at the show and at the man, you will find that Zelensky is pretty close to being a real statesman. I'm looking here at an article in the New Yorker. Always love the New Yorker. It's called The Swamp, and I want to just tell you the the funny stuff. Uh, the... Uh, the moves so far, the earliest moves, uh, have been symbolic. It's only a few months that he's been in office. Zelensky reduced the bloated presidential motorcade to two cars, no sirens, minimum bodyguards. Yes, two. The, the bodyguard said he had to have two, two cars. Uh, <laughs> anyway. He has hinted that he might move the presidential administration from the Stalin-era building on Vankova Street to somewhere more laid back. 
For Independence Day, he replaced the traditional Soviet-style military parade of soldiers and tanks and missile launchers. He called the uh, that Soviet-style military parade, he called it, uh, pompous and expensive. Now, he's going to have the March of Dignity. Got that? The March of Dignity featuring... School teachers, doctors, social workers, and athletes. Now, um, making a note here, I want to tell you where to look up this stuff because it's fascinating. I was reading a few lines from the November the 4th issue of the New Yorker. Yes, November 4, 2019. You can look this up. The article is called... The Swamp, and it's a detailed article, but before before uh, that article came out in the New Yorker, there was a little piece in Talk of the Town by Emily Nussbaum, which is very funny. Uh, well, I think it's funny. Uh, it talks about the first episode of Servant of the People. Now, Servant of the People uh, hit the TV screens in 2000 and. 15, long before President Trump was inaugurated here in the United States. There's a little clip of Obama on the first uh, episode. Uh, what I like is the, uh, the notion that this smash hit political satire could feature in a, what do we call it, politics and entertainment uh, <laughs> What is it they've done? They're the same. Never mind. Uh, I suppose there's a lot to be said about entertainment and politics, but uh, most of us know nowadays, I mean, at least since since Ronald Reagan and now, of course, Trump's show is called The Apprentice. But never mind. Servant of the People. The first episode, this smash hit... Uh, you see a school teacher in Kiev. He's rushing around his crowded, messy apartment. He's desperate to make it to work on time. He juggles irons and coffee pots. And he's still on the toilet, pants down, when there's a loud banging at the door. It's the prime minister with a surprising greeting. Good morning, Mr. President. Our hero looks stunned. But it's his chance to try to fix his broken country. Now, Servant of the People uh, has run for three seasons, plus a movie. There's a movie. At once daffy, scathing, and inspirational. The series is a smart gender bender. Ah, uh, yes, Norman Lear sitcom, that kind of thing. The biggest impact, however has been political because in a turn that a few years back would have seemed inconceivable, the show's star, Volodymyr Zelensky, leapt from the fictional presidency into the real one. In 2018, employees of his production company formed a political party, uh, also called Servant of the People. A year later, Zelensky was elected president in a landslide. 
promising, in effect, to drain the Ukrainian swamp. Now, at that point, Zelensky received a congratulatory phone call from the other TV star who had been elected president, Donald Trump. Formerly, yes, of The Apprentice. You remember The Apprentice? Uh, I, I don't remember much of it. It just featured uh, Trump being a boss and ending, I think, almost every episode by saying, you're fired. I believe he said that to a secretary of the Navy or a assistant. I don't know. What is it? Uh, <laughs> God, what a day. Uh, I think that uh, the relationship between a TV show and reality uh, is not just complicated, it's surreal. Uh, there was a joint press conference last week, that is, after Nancy Pelosi launched an impeachment inquiry. Uh, uh, Trump joked, he joked, aha, at this press conference, got it? Uh, he joked about meeting Trump for the first time, quote, uh, quote, it's better to be on TV than by phone, unquote. Now, his deadpan cool with wry comebacks stood in contrast with Trump's gloomy, solipsistic bluster. Then, as Trump urged Zelensky to, uh, this is a quote, get together, unquote, with Vladimir Putin, the mood went sour as Twitter began to post screen grabs of Zelensky's chagrined expression suggesting that the scene be scored to curb your enthusiasm themes. Well, uh, the premier of Servant of the People was simple and funny. Uh, one day, this high school history teacher he, he begins ranting about his country's broken elections in which citizens must vote for, quote, the lesser of two assholes. Uh, a student, one of the high school students, records this tirade, and the clip goes viral, and fans fund his campaign. When he wins, he's utterly unprepared, as are the local oligarchs who try and fail to bribe him. The prime minister oversees his makeover. <laughs> yes, the beauty coaches use uh, some of the some of the effects from Queer Eye, right? Uh, gotta spruce him up. In the third episode, the new president freaks out when he realizes that the inauguration speech prepared by his handlers rips off the Gettysburg Address. Something that, well, the prime minister insists is just fine, since Ukrainians won't notice and Americans might be flattered. In a surreal twist, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln shows up. <laughs> You're just the president to free Ukrainians from economic slavery and to, quote, be yourself, Mr. President, unquote. 
Our hero, in a classic TV move, tosses the speech, explaining to voters that he'll follow a new model. And he says, one should act in a way, in a way that doesn't, doesn't provoke, uh, doesn't provoke the ire <laughs> of the world, yes. Uh, basically, he says that uh, he doesn't want to feel shame when looking into children's eyes or their parents or yours. That's the end of his speech. He doesn't want to feel shame. That is the exact inverse of Trump's embrace of shamelessness. No shame. Aha. I think that just about, what is it, just about tags our president, although I think that we can, um, we can not dismiss him, but we can just simply label him a sociopath. Yes. Uh, now, this show, uh, well, this show has ended. It was uh, four four seasons, right, from 2015 to 2019, and uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff here in Emily Nussbaum's article about the inner workings of the uh, show. I'm thinking here which things would make the most sense as they contrast to our president. Uh, now, like Trump, Zelensky has appointed members of his company, that is, the, the TV company, uh, has appointed members of his company to official roles. And like Trump, Zelensky has circumvented the mainstream press, communicating through Instagram via slick, self-produced videos in which he is on occasion in costume, right, <laughs> as president. Uh, as the president, uh, he is interviewed by the actor who played the prime minister. You got that. Uh, more here about The Apprentice and how the bankrupt Trump was portrayed as a savvy, cynical super boss and an object of worship to contestants. Now, the entire point of the show, Servant of the People, is that this history teacher is a humble man who right away admits to not understanding the policies that he needs to enact. He's worthy of praise precisely, precisely because he doesn't think He's all that great. And when he tells the truth, as he explains to his students, it's because the truth is objective and available to all these bookish too. He falls asleep studying Plutarch's lives and he has restless dreams in which philosophers bicker about socialism and autocracy. Uh, if he resembles anyone on the American scene, it's Elizabeth Warren, another former teacher, running on a platform of fighting corruption, opposed by America's version of oligarchs. <laughs> We've got our own oligarchs. This is true. Anyway, this show is uh, on Netflix. And if you just 
look it up, you will see how, what I would say, sophisticated it is. It's uh, got all the good production values and uh, it's kind of shiny. Uh, I think that uh, it's, what is it? It's not ex- escapist. It's what I have always hoped that our uh, television would be. It's educational. Uh, now, uh, the the actual Zelensky, he says here, he says that uh, he's for positive changes. He wants to speak to a post-Soviet generation. And here is a quote. He says, those offended by political satire must have an iron curtain in their brains higher than the one in the Soviet Union, unquote. <laughs> I have to repeat that. Uh, he says that those offended by political satire must have an iron curtain in their brains higher than the one in the Soviet Union, unquote. He added that every country has its own tradition of rude jokes, yes. For example, in the U.S., Trump is president. Uh, (laughs) How can you not talk about it? Notably, he kept a campaign promise that seems especially relevant. Yes, this is, this is, this is sharp. Yes, relevant. Two days before his press conference with Trump, Zelensky signed a new law that for the first time created a way to impeach the Ukrainian presidents, himself included. I will repeat that. Right. Uh, Zelensky signed a new law two days before his press conference with Trump. Uh, The law, for the first time, creates a way to impeach the Ukrainian president, himself included, for, quote, high treason or other felonies. Afterwards, he posed... Yes, he posed for Instagram. Yes. He urged citizens to, oh, pay their taxes and to, quote, live in accordance with the law. Okay. Uh, well, we will see. Uh, the symbolic stuff is charming, and uh, I hope that the real Zelensky, the honest-to-gosh guy, will uh, uh, prove to be the real thing. Of course, we know how hard it is. Uh, I think always of President Obama and all the hopes we had once upon a time. Uh, I I never thought that, you know, uh, things would change that much. I was just personally glad that that, uh, Barack Obama was able to stay alive for eight years uh, couldn't have been easy, but now that we're dealing with the backlash, the real slap in the face uh, that happened on 2016, uh, we need all the help we can get. Certainly, we could use a couple of uh, satirical TV shows. Once again, 
want to tell you this stuff here. Uh, check out the New Yorker for 4th November, article called The Swamp. And then Emily Nussbaum, way back in October, 7 October, in the talk of the town in the New Yorker. And she uh, <laughs> she talks about this this uh, sitcom. I, I can't believe uh, I watched the first episode, and I, I can't believe how sharp it is. The, the uh, young history teacher, uh, he, he uh, goes on a tirade. Yes, goes on a tirade, and his students tape it, and by golly, it goes viral, and then pretty soon his own production company, for real, for real. Uh, comes up with a political party with the same name as the show, Servant of the People, and they get him elected by, what does it say here, 73%. Aha. Right. I'm looking here. I'm going to go over this again because so many people can't believe this or they need help getting the details. Now, Zelensky was elected in April, took office in May, and he got 73% of the vote. Now, 73%? This guy is 41, close-cropped brown hair, a disarming ability to adopt whatever persona suits the occasion. Well, politician, same thing. Uh, before he declared his candidacy for president, on New Year's Eve 2018, he was the leading member, got it, of a troop of actors and satirists who spoke to Ukrainians' frustrations with the country's turbulent post-Soviet transition. Then comes the phenomenally popular television show Servant of the People. This article, The Swamp, is describing the the events in the Ukraine. Uh, this show aired from 2015 to the spring of 2019. Now this guy, uh, he's on his way as the real thing. Uh, he played a lovable, self-effacing high school teacher who in the first episode is filmed unleashing a profanity-filled tirade against the Ukraine's corrupt political class. Yes, the oligarchs. Now, when he becomes a viral sensation, uh, he is elected president. I, I think of that show, was it? Believe it or not, believe it or not, that's it. Uh, yes. Since 1991... Ukrainian politicians, despite claiming to be against corruption, have kept close ties to oligarchs while taking pleasure in their bureaucratic powers. Uh, they enjoy what Dostoevsky once called administrative ecstasy. Zelensky, who casts himself as a Ukrainian everman, represents a departure. Uh, now, his campaign was light on political specifics. A uh, hundred days into his presidency, 
he had spent little time articulating just how exactly he was planning to execute his proposed reforms, which included disciplining a self-interested oligarchy and negotiating an end to this five-year war with Russian-backed separatists in the eastern region. Yes, I'm looking here. Okay, oh, the death count, the body count, 10,000 killed, anyway. It's a very nasty war, and there's a little confusion in the minds of some of us about whether or not President Trump should uh, give the the military aid to the Ukraine. Uh, I think if you listen closely to the voices of the other folks in the State Department when they tried to talk to the committee, uh, they seemed to feel that uh, it would be the right thing to do because it was promised and there had been an ongoing agreement with the Ukraine that they would receive military aid to help them. In this uh, war with the Russian-backed separatists and on and on, uh, that's that's a hard one. I think uh, we have to we have to think about that one a little bit more. Uh, I think the obvious choices are that the president, our president Trump, should listen to the people that he. <laughs> that he's been dismissing as a joke. Yes, he talks about a witch hunt. He talks about lynching. He won't let his people come to talk to the committee. He's acting like a spoiled a barat. Uh, now, uh, I think if you look closely, just closely, things are beginning to settle uh, this rehearsal that Zelensky had, years of this this show, maybe just prepared him for the real thing. Uh, now, I think if you go over these articles, the one in Talk of the Town, 7 October, and the one in uh, 4 November, New Yorker, uh, you'll get the picture. Uh, now, people are... Uh, responding, responding very well to this stuff. Me, myself, I I just find my mind spinning, spinning, uh, just wrung out with these thoughts and feelings about our own president and our ship of state, captain of the ship, the fate of the state. Oh, oh, this man is... Uh, well, is our ship on the rocks? Are we sinking? Where's our lifeboat? We lost the oars? Really too much for an old lady like me. Yes, the president said, the hearings are a joke. I'd be pretty insulted if I were one of the congressmen on the committee. I'll be back again next time. This has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Till next time, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Drop the shadow.
As we begin the holiday season, our thoughts naturally go to celebrating our friends, family, and community. As KPFA wraps up our 2019 fundraising, we tip our hat to our radio programmers for their impressive coverage this year of vital public affairs issues that impact the health, wealth, and future of you, our listeners. A large part of KPFA's mission is to help support and amplify our local musicians, providing the widest variety of music in the Bay, from jazz to rock, blues to bluegrass, all played here at 94.1 FM. In our upcoming fund drive, we'll be asking you to support our mission and become a sustaining member of KPFA. As a sustainer, your monthly donation makes it possible for us to shorten our pledge drives. Sustainers are the building blocks to a strong financial foundation for KPFA. Become a sustainer or pick up one of our interesting premiums we'll be offering or a holiday gift of KPFA hoodies, socks, t-shirts, bags, or coffee cups. Thank you for listening to KPFA. Betty Lou Cutter. Douglas Brent Roden. George Marcus. Valerie Anton. Anne Rosenbrook. Join our community of local heroes who have stepped up and become sustaining members of KPFA. Can we count on you to become a sustaining member who donates monthly, which helps us lift the voices of the Bay? Join the campaign to support this independent media outlet and reinforce our 70-year history of speaking truth to power. Join us. Join our community and become a KPFA sustaining member and help cut additional days from our fund drives and help us stay as vigilant as always. Thank you. Sandra Carmichael. Lou Preston. Brenda Salcedo. You're listening to 94.1 KPFA, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz, and online worldwide at kpfa.org.